Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. When I was a young boy, my father said to me, Put this scarf around your neck and sing the blues with me. And now I am much older. There's a place I wanna be. It's red faucet is beautiful. It's steeped in history. And I know what I'll find when the place comes alive. I got that battle. Absolute pleasure to have you. I was saying before we came on, 
about how I feel as though like you you are one of the people who that I can say I know him. <laughs> right, so obviously a podcaster extraordinaire, wrestling fanatic, we did a wrestling pod together, yeah. um, and also a distinguished author. Yeah, part of so. Um, not the distinguished part, but you know, I don't like to brag or anything when it comes to like the author part of things, but <laughs> they get them bought. <laughs> love it. Love it. Oh, oh, love it. <laughs> That's Paul's ghost push again happening in here. Available on Amazon or directly from myself. You DM me. Stick in the DMs to see what happens. All talking aside, they are fantastic novels. I'm not just saying that because he's sitting there in front of me, but they are fantastic novels. Hold on, hold on. We were saying that it sounds the same as last week. But can he be Do we sound any better now? Hi, hello. Does sound much better now? It's very central. It's very close to your ear. Is it? Do we sound alright to you, Cal? Sound like you're doing ASMR. It sounds clear, but it's like right. Good, no. good. That's as I think we're back. Somebody's Aye. been messing about with settings again, people. Um, Cal or, or Aiden from Lark Hall. I just want to hear now known. Paul whisper. Ibrox, <laughs> just gently. <laughs> 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 well, uh, Callum's back as well this week and we're delighted to have him back. Mate, it's been so long. It has been so long. Um, I wish I was here in better circumstances. And that theme song's still playing. I know, it's all right. It's supposed to play. It's just in the background. <laughs> it's just nobody it's good, You've confused him. See, see he's yeah, not been here long. That's it. As he's not been here enough, mate. He doesn't know the popcorn. What theme song we talk about? <laughs> <laughs> It's in your head, mate. <laughs> Zombie. Sorry, I've turned it off, mate. I've turned it off. Um, before we go on, Barney makes an excellent point, and we do, everybody on this podcast, um, and I know they'll have texted him anyway, but everybody on this podcast does want to wish tattoos to the best of luck and a swift recovery, mate, because yeah. you will kick its arse, buddy. So don't worry about it. Absolutely. Um, let me see. Let me see. Greg's asking who's messing with the sense. Don't go chatting doors. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, we think you know who it is go get him so our role tonight is to have a rant like therapy get it out of our system and move on to looking forward to hopefully a good um, a good win tomorrow against Dunfermline in the League Cup because the alternative um, that's YouTube telling me that we're live um, the alternative <laughs> the alternative is unthinkable if I'm being quite honest with you lads that yeah, they can they can be no other thing than and see before we would accept maybe a two 0 a three 0 just get through it knee injuries. No, I want to see tears tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I must clarify. I want to see tears from the opposition, opposition <laughs> fans and team. I know it's anyway. Fuck me. Yeah, I think we've seen enough tears this week from uh, the blue sides of the city. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love for Simi coming in. We more great to see Simi again too. Mister Powell um, and. Obviously, the wonderful, beautiful snags, which is I good. I was just thinking that. He is a beautiful man. Yeah, isn't he? <laughs> you want to lick his face now, don't you? <laughs> Be honest. No, no, he's getting a <laughs> You better join the queue if you do. <laughs> um, right, Dundee United last week. Poor. Mm. We covered a wee bit in the Battle Fever Europe, um, but it was poor. Really poor. Um, they wanted it more than us, I think, which hurt 
more than anything, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is hard, lads. We don't usually do this. <laughs> um, so where, where, where did it go wrong for you, Paul, at season Sunday? Uh, attitude, I think. Um, lack of lack of aggression, passive, everything. Do you know what I mean? It was just it was a really really poor performance. Um, I think only really Stephen Davis turned up. Alfie as well. That was that be about it. Beyond that, very poor performance. Yeah, that's, that's all I can. That's all I can see. I, I, I try to try to block it out because it's just no. It's just it's it's unacceptable. Yeah, totally. So I mean, obviously we've no got your thoughts, mate. So Sunday going back there before we get to Malmo, um, it just. Really, really poor, disappointing. It was, and like before the game, um, you kind of think to yourself, I'm not expecting a walk in the park because Dundee United always play against us as a cup final. It's yeah. an away game, it's going to be a tough game, but you're right, they wanted it more. They played like it was a cup final, and we played like we were interested in Tuesday. Yeah, although playing on Tuesday, I don't know if we were interested <laughs> in Friday. <laughs> you kind of keep going on a lot like that at the end of the season, you know, but uh, the Dundee United game. It was a poor performance. I didn't panic because I thought to myself, do you know, it happens. We beat Livingston 3-0 the week before. People were saying we're poor then. We discussed it before the pod. You don't beat a team 3-0 and yeah. come away upset that you yeah. didn't play that well. But the United game, it was just a real lack of conviction in the team and it showed. Aye, totally. Before I go to Callum, Moses McNeil says that is a glorious top, best purple top ever, bit of class in the attire this evening, gents. Well, that is not down to us personally. That's down to uh, John at KGM Printing, who kindly sent a few shots for the guys um, on the podcast. I will get them to the rest of the guys, but obviously Simi and, and Paul are wearing two of them this evening. And we just want to thank John for that and thank John for all his support um, on uh, with, with KGM Printing on behalf of everybody on the podcast. So thanks very much, mate, and your support is never taken for granted. Callum, Dundee United. Shocking. Pish. Ever um, since he's moved to London, he's just sinked <laughs> into the point. <laughs> what else can you say? <laughs> Pish, mate, you're right. Totally. 100%. Okay, I do agree that, you know, we weren't panicking too much. Um, uh, we were unbeaten in however many games before, so you're not you're not throwing your toys out the pram. It had to come at some point. Um, and I was almost relieved in a sense that it came at a time of low pressure you know you don't want to lose a game later on in the season but that's it was just disappointing we just it was one of these games that that the game was won before we um went on to the park in some players minds i think and it was really really disappointing because that's not the way we become champions that were became champions last year and we've just not shown the same stuff that we showed last season and you can um, you can forgive it a little bit. It's early on in the season, whatever. But you know, it's just disappointing. Totally, mate. Totally. And I don't know if the viewers know, but you've obviously moved down south um, and escaped the madness. So, what does it feel like after the kind of week that we've had, being out of the goldfish bowl, if you like, and being out of Scotland, even in general, never mind Glasgow. Um, is it different? Obviously, it still hurts, but is it different in terms of you've no get wall to wall coverage of Rangers or shite, basically? Um, every day is a school day, and you know you you learn that even though you're not in the country, Rangers can still ruin your entire week. <laughs> so, so no, because you know I'm still subscribed to all the Scottish media. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. no difference really. 
Um, the only difference being that I don't get spat on if I walk down the street in a Rangers top. So it's, you know, Aberdeen's not the place for... <laughs> no, you are a brave man up there, to be fair, walking about with a Rangers top on. Aye, but it's, it's all right down here, but it's just, it's still shit, in it? <laughs> oh, it's horrible, mate. It's horrible. Um, Dundee United, were you surprised? Obviously, Alfie came back into the team, Simmy. And actually, somebody asked a question about Simmy. Um, but fast and weed, I think it was. Simmy's on. Is it going to be regular or just a special appearance? He's a busy man, so he knows he's welcome on whenever he can make it. He knows that there's a seat there for him. And hopefully, it will be. It's been too long since last time. So hopefully, it will be something that maybe happens a wee bit more frequently going forward. How about for that, eh? There you go. Um, I, so Alfie, I thought even though Alfie knew I had a rant on the pod about listening to the Go Radio Football Show and they basically said that on, I was on my way here one night and they basically said that Alfie was a fat disgrace. He was going to come back a fat disgrace, right? Saying that he's, he's always prone to putting on weight. He's out of shape. He's new coming back. Rangers need him. He needs to be lean. He needs to be fit. He needs to be ready to hit the ground running. I would say Alfie is. <laughs> has hit the ground running. Um, his goal the other night and his performance the other night, you know, he, he battled as hard as he could. He, as I said, he scored. He, you know, he tried to create. He probably should have had a hat-trick because he didn't have two chances after that. Um, but I, I don't think we can level any criticism towards Alfie. Definitely no. And I was the same as you. I had concerns. Nobody's no, but general fitness, but his match fitness. More than yeah. anything mm. because I hadn't been playing. And it looked like he wasn't away. And it was, he was running the mock. He was running, he was running the show. Right. And she was the... At his best, that's what he does in Europe. Builds defenders, runs them ragged. Can't do everything yourself. That's the problem. But I don't. I think anybody that's laying the blame at Alfie's door, just got a vendetta against him. That's the only thing I can think of. They must have spilled somebody's paint or pumped somebody's misses <laughs> because he done nothing wrong. Probably like more to be fair. Probably, probably both actually. Probably spilled the guy's paint and was pumping his misses. <laughs> uh, Paul, seen Alfie up close on Tuesday night. I, th- I thought he was, I honestly thought he was tremendous and I thought he'd done well against Dundee United considering he was so isolated. You know, I would say it was behind him. There's the problems laying Sunday as well. It wasn't he, Alfie? Yeah. You know, as I said, uh, he was probably the only one with past marks on with Davis and, and that's pretty much uh, the last two matches. Um, yeah, as, as Simi alluded to, he said he's just, um, he, looks, he looks lean. It uh, looks like he's never been away. I mean, I, I was concerned with his lack of match practice yeah. as well, or match fitness for that what point. I think if you want to look at that, but no, he's his actual physical fitness. He's in, he, he battled for the full ninety minutes, and I said he was the only one that really, really yeah. threw himself about. Davis controlled midfield as much as he possibly could, but the rest of the team behind us, and we said everybody behind him, with the exception of Davis, just really let him down. Yeah. Let 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 him down. Let Stephen Gerrard down, let the fans down, let themselves down. Let's be honest. Yeah, totally. Um, Callum, is there anything you want to add to that on Sunday? Um, particularly, and then we'll, we'll get to the Malmo game and it's almighty clusterfuck in a minute. Stephen Davis is one of these players that, um, that I always think about, especially when we play poorly and quite often he gets pass marks. And because of his age, he's one of these players that, in my mind, I almost like... I'm, I'm thinking about after Stephen Davis and life after Stephen Davis because he's not going to play forever, but he's just still so important. And he's that player that, you know, he's you, you can't think about replacing him because there's no one that comes near it. And it, it shouldn't be up to a 30, what, I don't know, what is he, 37? 36? 36, 36, I think, yeah. It shouldn't be up to a 36-year-old to look like the best player on the park. Do you know what I mean? 
and the yeah. most fit player in the park. And it's disappointing because I, I, I just don't know what else we could have said to the players. You know, like 55 was the biggest title this club's had in a long time. <laughs> in a long time. But 56 will be even bigger. We need to, we need to build on it. But what, what motivation do they need? No. I mean, especially uh, the Champions League, which we'll go on to. But. I, I, I don't know. See, see with McGregor as well, right? Um, I know, obviously, the two league games, John McLaughlin started, and the two European games, Al McGregor started. Does that contribute to the defence in any way? Because it's a different voice behind them. Not saying one's a weaker goalkeeper than the other. I think we would all pick McGregor as our number one. But John McLaughlin equally is an excellent goalkeeper. So I don't. I'm not saying in ability terms, but does it does it change anything for the back line knowing that there's a different guy behind them? I think it could do, but based on last year, I don't see why it's changed this year mm-hmm. because uh, we chopped and changed McLaughlin and McGregor and whenever McLaughlin came in, it was a safe pair of hands. It was excellent. I don't <laughs> see why that would have changed just this season, mm-hmm. although I do agree with you, it could. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying it. For... I don't think I'm buying it, to be honest. I've, I've read it. <laughs> I know I asked it, but I've read it and I just, I just don't think I'm buying it. No, that's right. some kind of like uh, pound shop analysis, I think, for pundits. I'm trying to try make it sound like they know what they're talking about. It's when you get a lot of people on the pundits and that, or even at the game, they'll say that he needs to press his man football and get in behind the back line. And they have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> they're just repeating something they've heard somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Calm, you want to come in there? No, no, I completely agree. You know, I just, it's it's one of those things that you, c- you can't ever um, pass the buck of your poor performance onto someone else. And I'm not saying that's what the players are doing, obviously. So it's Pundit analysis, um, but do you know? It's just if that was the if that was the case, how much um, how much blame are you going to put on the goalkeeper for the performance of those ahead of him? It's just that's just rubbish, in my opinion. If if you're a defender at this level, i.e., Champions League level, Europa League level, um, you shouldn't be relying on your goalkeeper to tell you what to do. That's just. You know, and that obviously does have a big impact having that voice mm-hmm. behind you, but it's not to the extent of um, getting beat by Dundee United. If mm-hmm. you don't have I c- that, Calm, I could see the point if it was like, and I need disrespect to McCrory or anybody else for that matter, but I could see the point if it was somebody like that because they're inexperienced. You know, maybe the occasion's getting to them, you know, as a young goalkeeper, but the fact that it's McLaughlin behind them in the league and McGregor behind them in the European stage would arguably it's bigger. Um, <laughs> That's a fair point. If I think if, if you're a goalkeeper and a defender and one of the two are nervous, it kinda the energy bounces off and you can tell and, and that, that does have a big effect. But John McLaughlin, let's not be you know, any other club in the country, he's a star and it's just mm. so unfortunate to have Alan McGregor ahead of him, who's the best goalkeeper in the country by quite a distance. But John McLaughlin's no um no second choice. Do you know what I mean? He's a fantastic yeah. goalkeeper. I'm sure he's a, a leader, a voice in the dressing room and on the pitch. And I, that's just shite for me. I just I don't have it. And I think if it's David McGregor's last season, as some people would say, it, it probably will be because mm-hmm. McGregor himself, I think, said that he's worried about playing on beyond what he should. Yeah. Um, so if it, McLaughlin's already there as the replacement. You know, you wouldn't worry. John McLaughlin taking over. No, McLaughlin should have scored number one as well, in my opinion. And totally, mate. I love against David Marshall. But let's be honest, he was getting picked through loyalty mm-hmm. with the Scotland manager. Yeah. And yeah, he saved some good penalties that got us to the, the Euros. But 
He's not a better goalkeeper than McLaughlin. No. And McLaughlin showed us last year that he's a... Did anybody ever have a heart attack when they saw McLaughlin's name in the team sheet? Exactly. Instead of McGregor. And McGregor is, in my opinion, controversial, I know, probably better than Gorham. Just the saves he's pulled off. I know, a few people have said it on this pod, yeah. man. I, mean, I know Gorham's like a legendary and I grew up watching the guy. Maybe it's a kind of current... I don't know, but I watched McGregor and some of the saves he's made. I don't even know how that's possible, how that's feasible. I see McLaughlin's name in the team sheet. I don't think... Oh, no. Aye. I wish McGregor was playing. Aye. I'm quite happy either. Yeah. I think they've earned it. But Paul, though, does it... I mean, we're talking about Alfie being match fit and playing games, etc., and being ready to go. Does, and obviously, we'll get to the Malmo goals, but looking at the Malmo goals, he's had a wee bit of criticism for maybe his positioning some of them. Um, does match fitness come into that then because he's not played? I, mean, I don't know. I mean... Maybe maybe it's just slightly off of it. Maybe just his position was just ever so slightly wrong. I mean, obviously we'll get to the Malmo thing, but yeah, yeah, saves you expect him to make, but he mm-hmm. didn't. But we'll come to that in a minute. But no, I, 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 I it's, a, it's a tough one. It's it's really unusual. It's it's it was just so un McGregor esque. Do you know what I mean? Aye, I've not even watched the goals back to be honest with you. So I don't even know what they look like properly. <sighs> I've watched one, the second one back, the this first is, one, oh, I don't know what happens. Second, but, um, but what I want you to do and what I want everybody to do now, right, is go and get a drink right now, come back here, I'm going to get the notepad out, we're going to be on the chaise longue over there, and we're going to have semi-taking sessions to get through the last week, all right? So this is your, what, 40 second warning or something like that, to go and get a drink and prepare your mind. Keep 100% of your claim, G4 Claims. If you've been hurt in a road accident that wasn't your fault, you should really talk to G4 Claims first. Unlike road accident solicitors, we don't charge you for our services, which could see you better off. To keep 100% of your compensation, have a chat with Nicole and the team. You'll be glad you did. Search online for G4 Claims. Keep 100% of your claim, G4 Claims. Yep, G4 Claims, um, and also obviously KGM Printing, uh, our sponsors for the podcast, and the support is um, never undervalued. Oh, it's not. <laughs> Malmo. Don't fucking swear at me. <laughs> <laughs> Malmo, right, let's go back to the very, very start. The team comes out. <laughs> Do we have to? <laughs> the team comes out. Alan McGregor, right? Yep. We have James Tavernier. We have Connor Goldson. We have Leon Balogun. Let's hit the brakes. <laughs> Balogun starting ahead of Holanda. Mm. Does that surprise you? Yes. And I'm going to uh, um, quote a colleague of ours who said um, that was the gamble that never paid off. Mm-hmm. True. Very, very true. Simi, the same for yourself. Should it have been Holanda? I agree with Paul 100%. I don't believe Holanda would have had that much of an influence and impact on the team that would have lifted us. Or even to the point that I don't think Balogun was necessarily thought for the goals either. I, I don't think it was the best choice to make. I just thought it was a strange one. I don't uh-huh. understand the logic to it. Callum? It's strange because you've got two Stephen Gerrards, haven't you? You've got the Stephen Gerrard who says Hollander is the best player in the world. I love him so much that he's he's so good and he's basically the Swedish Maldini. And then you've got Stephen Gerrard who just doesn't pick him. So why are you doing that? You know I mean, was that was that a surprise? No, because well, to me it wasn't a surprise because we know that he likes to 
go with uh, Balogun in the European competitions, but just just don't. Do you know what I mean? Just don't. What do you know I think for? it is? <coughs> what's, what's that? Do you know I think it is? I think Gerard follows that uh, Twitter account that says his Hollander lost a league game. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was watched, it was, it was on Twitter at the weekend and it went, yes, that's it, dropped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, see, having watched the second goal again, right? Well, we'll get to it, right? But Barisic didn't cover his selling goalie either on the night, right? Then you get to the middle, Stephen Davis, who probably should have been man of the match. I know Alfie got mm -hmm. it, but I think just Davis edged it for covering every blade of that tough and uh, and Tuesday night. And um, then we had Joe Rebo, Scotty Arfield. Um, left wing we had Ryan Kent right wing we had Scotty Wright and up top we obviously had the Buffalo who was tremendous as we've said um, first 30 minutes of the game I would say we were playing maybe not our flying best but certainly on the road to it certainly mm -hmm. getting there um, we get the goal we look good and <laughs> I seen it at the time and I told you in the, the chat I seen it at the time when we scored just as Morelos is kind of gesturing to the fans and doing his stuff and coming back, Gerard was um, shouting across to, I think it was Goldson and Tav, or it might not have been Tav, might, Tav might have something up, or maybe lies, but there's certainly a couple of people there. And he was gesturing the whole, keep the head, 10 minutes, settled in, right? Now, I thought at the time, right, okay, don't go gung-ho. You may know we're vulnerable to a counter-attack mm -hmm. then. You know you're most vulnerable when you've just scored. So I thought to myself, right, that's maybe sound advice. Relax. My only issue is, now in hindsight, is we never got going again. Mm -hmm. um, and as we were careering towards half-time, and you're thinking, right, get in at 1-0. We've done well here. Because they were coming back in it 10, 15 minutes before the end of the first half. They were coming back in it. And you think to yourself, if we can get in at 1-0 here, um, we're halfway there because I believe in the second half we'll come out and we'll blow them away and then they get the man sent off and however harsh that may be or no harsh whatever your opinion is on that I've only seen it once if it was a Rangers player that gets sent off I'd be raging uh, being brutally honest I would be raging um, so I don't think it was a red card or I don't think it was a yet second yellow to lead to a red I think if you're booking him you need to book Goldson because the two of them make the kind of same motion with their feet um, and then I'm, I'm said, I say to you 15-20 minutes Keep it tight, knock the ball out, and make them work. Don't you 10 men, make them work. Then in the last 20 minutes or so of the game, you will steamroller them because they were knackered. They were out on their feet. You could see it. The big boy, Berge, used to play for Celtic, was at right back. The amount of times he was doubled over trying for breath because they put a lot into it. Mm -hmm. And to see what happened, the capitulation that happened, the minute they came out, obviously Alfie has a chance and he balloons it into the, the Copeland. That goes in, it's a different game, but that's the whole point. It's big moments and big games at the right time. They took theirs, they went up the park and they scored, you know, a chance again, which we said, McGregor, as much as a good finish, McGregor usually saves. Mm -hmm. So to see it in the back of the net was a bit of a shock. Um, and it all went to fuck. I just still don't understand what happened because I remember like, Get out of the kind of concourse at half-time, get myself a wee pie, wee juice and stuff like that. A mate of mine texts me, you know what the reception's like at Ibrox? So the message comes through, and I'm like, do you know I'm looking forward to replying to you after the game? 
I'm going to look, oh, what a great night it's been and all that. And I really needed that. That's just something that's been a tough few weeks and it was great to get back to Ibrox and stuff. I had no qualms whatsoever. I was so confident we were going to win that game. I was thinking about text messages. I was going to send people after that. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Facebook was, statuses were already uploaded nearly. <laughs> in the space of about five minutes, everything just changed. And it reminded me so much of the first game. Yeah. Obviously, I think we played a lot better in this time and up until the, the goals within the first game but it just felt like basically the goals came out of nowhere yeah. you're going to get people say things like oh we had that coming we had that coming you always hear that no matter that people always say we deserve that whatever it just felt like it came out of nowhere next thing you know it's 2-1 and we're like the rest of the game completely right. maybe we can sneak an equaliser maybe we can sneak a it just went no it just, you just knew five minutes after the first after the second goal we went up scoring Aye. Mm -hmm. Potsies, now bring Calman. <clears throat> yeah, um, it was a it was a very odd one. I mean, I remember um, half time um, speaking to the guy next sits next to me, Gary, and we we're just talking about it, saying, "Well, you know, we're you know one one up. You know, they're down to ten men. We don't, we, they had the last fifteen minutes. They they played really really well, and they brought the game to us. They started to do the high press on us. Like they did the first match, um, and so that so I was kind of pleased to get at half time. I, I was sort of clock watching for they get down at half time, then they get their guy sent off, and I thought, well. That's a bit of respite, you know. That's this. This could really work in our favour here. Come out for the second half, kicked off, and within literally a minute, Gary turns to me and says, "Who the fuck's playing with ten men here? They were passing it through us. We we, we get a man advantage, and they passed the ball through us at every opportunity. Next thing you know, they've equalised. It's one one. With the, and let's be honest, Barisic didn't exactly cover himself in glory when the ball flew over his head. The number nine, um, culture, he's it. Go out, Yeah, he took it really well. To be fair, the boy, McGregor, you expect to save it. He didn't this time, but you know that's that's the way the the penny drops sometimes. Then they get a. <laughs> it's absolutely fucking criminal, you know. They get a throw in, and if you, I sent a picture to the WhatsApp group, and it's basically the guy taking the throw. There's one there. I think it's the number nineteen, Big or something. Sort of is he's he's there. Be marked by one guy. There's in three other defenders about three yards away from this. Thing. So you get four Rangers players, and in this distance, you see number nine again with uh, I guess Balligan, the Balligan, and the ball just gets thrown straight to him. Let's run across him, turns and shoots and scores. It's the stuff from fucking amateur Sunday league. In fact, you see it at primary school level. Yeah, it was absolutely unbelievable. I, I, and even now. Even now, I still say of disbelief at what actually bloody happened. The anger hasn't set in. Not even now, when we're doing a live podcast, I said it might happen. But it hasn't. I just, and it was a really strange situation walking away from the stadium. I don't know how you guys felt walking away. Usually when you go outside, um, people are laughing and joking. And, oh, yeah, what a great victory that is. Also, oh, for fuck's sake, they could have done this and they could have done that after defeat. It was almost like stunned silence. Mm -hmm. I sit in GR2 and I was meeting my neighbour who gave me, a, who, who drove us in that night. We take it in turns, and he's he's in CD one. So we, we walked down Paisley Road West, and all, I walked all the way along the back of the the, the Sanjian stand, all the way down the back of the Copeland. I met him, and he, we just looked at each other, shook our heads, and we, we walked for like almost five minutes and hardly said a bloody word. It was just, and even now it's still a, a stunned disbelief. Mm -hmm. We Connor Goldson came out at the end, and he said, "We can't blame the management, we can't blame the coaching staff. It's the players. We threw it away." And I have, and I'm, I'm very, it's correct, 100%. The players threw that away. They completely switched off. 
It was fucking amateur hour. Well, it wasn't the amateur hour. It was an amateur four minutes. And it was an amateur four minutes of Malmo that cost us this. So over the case of 180 minutes. 10 minutes is... Basically, 10 minutes is completely fucked us. It's killed. Because they just, they just switched off. No, I don't know whether that's down to lack of focus, um, over... Over arrogance, you know, think just oh, we'll just turn up and fucking win this. And I think I think that's what happened on Saturday against Nigeria. Oh, it's Dean Molden last year. We can do it now. No, it doesn't work that way. You need to switch on and switch the fuck up and realize what you're doing. Just mentality. I basically, it's all mentality, I say. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say they're thinking they're Billy Big Boys, but certainly there seems to be a, a level of arrogance in there. I reckon, and it's then it needs it needs to be fucking wiped, right. and they they have to understand. Teams are out to fucking beat them. They're the champions. You know, we always say we welcome the chase and we do, but they ha- we have to be in front to welcome the chase. <laughs> and if we don't get ourselves in front, it's not going to fucking happen. Callum, we're talking there obviously about mentality and and about us yeah, maybe thinking that we're we're ready to go um, and we'll just we'll turn up and we'll win um, these games. Is it then the case of and again, I'm playing devil's advocate here, but is it then again the case of the Champions League qualifiers were stepping up that wee bit again, which means you give a team four chances against you over two legs, they're going to probably take the four chances. Is it just a difference in quality? And people will jump on this and say Malmo weren't they fucking quality, weren't they this, weren't they that? Malmo were a very well-organised, well-drilled side who took their chances and limited us. Yes, yeah, no, I would say. Um, the one thing that annoyed me, first of all, to get off the chest, was they're taking head and out of football, and Rangers have obviously trialled this idea of taking set pieces out of football, because our set pieces have been absolutely fucking terrible. Um, and that's that's really done my head in. But I, I, I do agree with you, the idea that, you know, we are stepping up. And I put out a tweet the other day that said, um, agree or disagree, put out a tweet that said, um, you want Champions League football, you've got to buy Champions League players. And some people were saying that would that would work if Malmo were Champions League opposition, but they are. They're still they're still in it just now. And we're not. So they're more Champions League opposition than we are. Um and it was it's this idea that there there's a saying that says you play the um the, you play the team and not the occasion. But for us I think it's more you play the team and not their position. You know, so you, you play Dundee, you don't play the team that's just been promoted when you're the champions. Do you know what I mean? And you yeah. play you play Malmo in the Champions League. You don't play oh, Malmo who haven't done really well in the Champions League. And it just it just seems like a an air of arrogance, which really disappoints me because it's it's so uncharacteristic to what got us to this position last season. We weren't arrogant. We were fighting for every single point and it's just like maybe in the Europa League or in Scotland sometimes you can't afford to turn, to switch off for two minutes but it's the Champions League it's the Champions League that's why you get so much money for being in the Champions League because you can't afford to switch off for four goals do you know what I mean it's yeah. just like four it is disappointing because the 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 last thing I wanted to go for was the Conor Goldson said it's not the um it's not the coaching, it's the players. I remember that that, that struck a, a chord with me because I, I questioned, well, is it the coaching or is it the players or is it about both? Because if you looked at that, was it a throw-in they had the set piece when they, all three of them were marking one? 
yeah yeah what what Four is them. that then you tell me what that is is that you tell me that's coaching you tell me you've been coached to do that or are you telling me that you've all decided to mark one boy and if what what is that do you mm. know what what is is that is that a coaching or is that fuck the coaching let's all go for him so, I know. So, I know. I think. I think. To be honest with you, Bermansovic, who's the player you were talking about there I, in, the, in the wing, I think he's because we built him up on the pod as well. He's a great player, and Peter, who does our analysis, had um, he had he really briefed us on him as well, and 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 Kolac uh, up front. So we knew, even we knew as fans what was coming, and I don't have any doubts that Steven Gerrard and his coaching side, the standard that they're at, I don't have any doubts that they they didn't know that. Obviously, they did before the first leg. Um, I just think. There's an element of, as I said last week, we've usually played six competitive games by now in the Europa League qualifiers in the previous three seasons under Steven Gerrard. This year we've no. This year we've obviously started later. We've we've um, been found, you know, whatever reason it is, be it we're just weren't good enough, or be it we had an off night, both nights, or whatever it may be. People will come to their own conclusions in that. It's no. I'm not qualified enough to tell somebody how to think about that. We all see the game differently. But for me, I just, what annoyed me most was seeing, you know, players kind of, and I don't want to say chuck it, but players no believing. You know, you get one goal back on Tuesday night, you're a goal away if you're taking into extra time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't think they gave up as such. I just think they lost belief. You know, I still think they kept plugging away, but I don't think they believed in what they were trying to do. No. And that's the difference. If you believe in it, I mean, Kent was lashing at it for 30 yards thinking, and Kent capable of putting the ball in the net for there, but he didn't believe that he was going to do it. And that's the difference, do you know what I mean? And, and Tuesday night for me in the closing stages, the last 20 minutes, half an hour. You're 100% spot on. And it kind of reflects back to what Callum was saying about uh, it's a Champions League. And you've got Malmo that are playing like a team that wants to wants to get in the group stages. And we're playing like a team that didn't believe they should have been there. Aye. It was there was really that kind of time I agree with Callum saying you can turn around and say Malmo's not Champions League or position or they want. There are we in that case, because uh, it wasn't just a one night, it wasn't just a bad bad night. It was two. It was two. Malmo wanted that a lot more than we did, and it showed. And it was consistent in how we get beat. Exactly. You know, both games were two one, both games were the same pattern. All right, we were probably better, as you say, we were better in the first half an hour and uh, Tuesday night than what we were last week. But both games are the same pattern. We get to half time, we're no in control in Malmo. We're obviously it's, it's nil nil, but we're in the tie. We're there, you know. A wee goal doesn't count. So for both teams, it's open, you know. Um, I don't it does, know. It goes back to that what you're saying as well about the kind of the idea that Malmo being a lot more kind of well structured and a well drilled side. Malmo didn't need to have ten shots on target to beat <laughs> us. They just needed four mm-hmm. or two games. Mm-hmm. I would take that over a quality performance anytime. Let's be honest, any is would. Mamo did what they had to do, and we couldn't. It's that simple. They were the better team over both legs. Whether we played better in that first 45 minutes or no, is another battle entirely. You can turn around and say, well, if you had that chance and that chance and that went in and blah, blah, blah. Mamo wanted that more than we did, and that's what smells sickening. Mm-hmm. It goes with Dundee United. They wanted it more than we mm-hmm. did, and that's the that's the bit I think that hurts most. We can we've all said we can accept defeat, right? No, accept it, but you can understand the defeat coming up against a better side or whatever. We can, I mean the Slavia Prague thing. I put out that it was a good lesson for us because they were a decent side. They were well drilled. Okay, they weren't the greatest team in the world, but again, they're one of these solid. And I know they had a dodgy night as well, but they were one of these solid European sides. 
Malmo come into that bracket? Do you think we could beat Slavia and Malmo? Of course, mm -hmm. we've got the quality to do so. But we have to believe in it a wee bit more. We have to believe that we deserve to be there. Um, because see, next year you don't have if you win the league, you don't have the qualifiers to get your belief up. You're straight in, in game one in the group stages Aye. against Paris Saint Germain or against Man City or against whoever. And by the way, the big boys don't take the fucking foot off the gas. Do you know what I mean? They'll come and take ten off you if you let them. And that's where we need to maybe be a wee bit more streetwise. And and you see them, they're going down. And I know we don't like to see Rangers play that way. You see, sometimes Morelos done it in the first half. Morelos went down when he gets treatment. And Ibrox was like, oh no, we can't lose him, we can't lose him. He knew what he was doing. They were starting to get back a wee bit and he was letting everybody have a breather. That's all he was doing. And he was fine and he got up and he ran off and he ran back on and he was brand new. He was just trying to use a wee bit of that. I don't think we had many in Lilac that did that. No, and I blame the strip. I'm only kidding. Um, <laughs> that's a poor excuse. Um, no, I, I quite agree with you. And to go back to what you were saying about uh, not having belief, um, and when the players don't have belief and you see the heads going down a little bit, that transcends in the stands. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a full house. It gets, I guess, the punters nervous, mm -hmm. um, and it, and that's exactly what happened. Um, but yeah, there's just it was a really, really, really strange one. It's almost like it came out the second half, and there's almost like there's fear. There's almost like a fear amongst them. And then once this, once they equalised, it was just like sheer panic, and that's what caused the second goal. Four guys running to mark one guy and leaving this half the flipping team exposed. Forgetting what we did well. Exactly. Time. And it's just, it was, and by the time we were 2-1 down, that was it, as you say, it was gone. Right. And I don't, I don't, I, there was not a single person around about me where I was sitting was thinking, that they were certainly saying, don't worry, another goal, we can get ourselves back into this. It was just a need of acceptance. And right. it's and it's not, and I've, I've not been at Ibrox, and I've been going for a long time, that uh, I've actually had that feeling from people around about me and myself. There's an need of acceptance. Oh, well, that's that. You know, I, I actually turned to a guy sitting next to me, Gary, and I said to him, and I'll say it to you, fine people watching and listening as well, is, ah, fuck it, I prefer the Europa League anyway. <laughs> because, it's to be honest, it is more than our level. Because as, as Scott alluded to, if if we if we'd have scraped through against Malmo and we'd have scraped through against, is it Ludogorets in the next round? And scraped through against that, it's papering over the clack, clacks, <laughs> papering over the cracks, clacks different thing, and um, you'd, we did all got against fucking PSG or something like that. Imagine having Neymar, Messi, and fucking Mbappe running that fucking defence. You know, they would, they would, they would take They've eight or nine. never had a Buffalo running in the no, they, they, would, they, would, they would, they would take eight or nine off you. And 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 to me, and I'm being really serious now. I don't want to go to Ibrox and watch my fucking team get scalped seven, eight, nine nil. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's that that's that's not fun. That 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 would take away the whole Champions League experience. But right now. If we qualified the way we the way we are currently playing, that's a very real possibility. So it may be a blessing in disguise. Of course, though, Callum, to go to go, you know, against that is that you're in there, the prestige, the money, and also there is an opportunity then to go and probably buy better standard of players if you're in the Champions League. So and it might you know can I outweigh that maybe. Um, it's whether you spend it wisely that's the problem. Um, so I, I don't know your thoughts on that, the Champions League, because it is a step up for where we are. If yeah, we went in there, could we have competed? No. Um, many people will disagree with me here, but I'm just fucking, I, I, I just want that. Honestly, I would, you'd get a million. The youth nowadays, lads, all they want's that. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> you get a million pounds for every goal that Messi scored against you. That would be fucking fantastic. <laughs> I would put Lee Balogun in goals in that case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did want it, and I did want it for the money as well, but it's it's just one of those things that um, we'll go into the Europa League and we need to give a good goal of it this season. And then next season, I I, I fully um, I fully trust the, the management and the board to take the right steps towards doing it next season, going that one step further, or maybe two steps, or three steps. <laughs> I, I think he's winning it. We've I got th- his fucking winning it. Uh, yeah, no, I think uh, <laughs> Gerard himself said that really we are a team that's at Europa League level, the last 16 level, hopefully getting beyond. That's that. He yeah. actually admitted that himself in the press conference one. That's the level we are currently at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, level yet, fair enough. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think it's. Totally. Uh, I don't think it's. It's a surprise. Do you know what I mean? Just because we're in the Champions League doesn't mean that we're we're not punching above our weight a little bit. And we we certainly would be if you look at the other teams in the Champions League. We we cannot compete financially mm. uh, with things like that. And and some people will say, well, it's not about money; it's about football. But that football is money, and money is football these days. Um, and you know, this extra year to prepare. Now we've had the taste of it. We realise that it's not something to be taken easy. It, it's not the worst thing in the world. As long as we we make a good go, uh, the uh, Europa League, then do you know we. It hurts. It does hurt, but not to be the doomsday scenario of the podcast. But we still have to fucking make it. <laughs> Oh, that's true. <laughs> we still have to go through, and we've got Armenia or fucking Afghanistan to go to Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Well, nation of Kazakhstan. <laughs> and let me tell you, that's not going to be easy. No, with the location yet. No, with the games we've got sandwiched in between them, Celtic and things like that. That ain't going to be easy. Do you know what I mean? So again, a lot of people are asking in the chat: Do we think we should go into the transfer market and sign somebody? I thought that privately, and it's easy to say that now, but I thought that privately before the Champions League qualifiers, but I wanted to trust what they were doing. I thought, right, they trust the squad. I felt with Kamara being um, suspended, which to be racially abused and then be suspended and handle the team does not make no fucking sense to me, but that's UEFA. Um, and then Kamara Roof being out, which we can't argue with, fair enough. It was a red card. No, it meant it. It was a red card. Um, if he'd have done it to fucking Cadella, he should have got fucking knighthood. Um <laughs> But I just don't, I'm just, I'm kind of at that stage where I, th- I felt as though the signing should have should have came, you know, if, if they were serious about Veerman, and we don't know that, right? There's a lot of rumours out there, nobody knows that. Rangers usually sign the player and put the, remember when Roof and Aiton signed? There was never any build-up to it. They were at Ockenhowie okay, the first time we knew about it. That's right, yeah. I like that about the club. There was too much noise for me around about Veerman for it to be concrete, because um, that's not the way we've done business recently. Um, so... If they were serious and if he's as good as people make out, I'm not qualified to say that because I've never seen the boy play apart from a couple of YouTube clips. Eh, clips but Eduardo Herrera looked great. Fucking Carlos Peña looked great. Patrick. Everybody looks great on YouTube clips. <laughs> they need to put a bad, bad highlight video. <laughs> missing, t- missing shots and stuff like that. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I don't look good in YouTube videos. <laughs> no, I've seen that every week. Ah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking agent. I'll, I'll create a highlight package for you. <laughs> <laughs> One second long. Hello. Just, just, just that's what you said. <laughs> the thing that, um, the thing that bothered me with the, you know, we're talking about the, the players is that, um, going back to what I said about, you know, if you want Champions League, you've got to sign Champions League players, um, and someone said, well, Leon Balogun and James Tavernier, they were both, well, free and what was Tavernier, two hundred fifty k, 
And I was like, what part of us not getting to the Champions League did you not understand? We we didn't actually get through. Oh, here he goes. <laughs> this is Mad Geo. <laughs> Mad Geo, the man behind the cards. Can he beat him? <laughs> what it's a huge man. <laughs> Ginger Balix, that's what he says. <laughs> Uh, Ginger <laughs> Alex. <laughs> um, Graham you know, Campbell responded to me saying Roof was a target for ages. I know we were linked to him, but but there wasn't the whole rigmarole of he's coming, he's no coming, he's coming, he's no coming. He's... Do you know what I mean? It was basically, by the way, here's a picture that looks like Kemar Roof's at Ockenhowie, mm. and then the place started going buzzing. Yeah. I, I know that. I know we were always linked to him, but it just it's not the same level as Veerman. Veerman, they're tracking how... Is it Feyenoord? How much money they're putting in for him? And yeah. that, that was yeah. never the case for that. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't a chase like that. Um, it was totally different and it was done properly, to be quite honest. Um, sadly, it's too late now for the Champions League. So I think they have to be signing players with the hope of going and progressing from what we did last year. You know, so we got to the last 16, the last two years in a row. Let's go and make the next round. There's no reason why we can't go and make the next round. These players are only bad players. These players are quality players that won as the title at an absolute canter last year. You know what I mean? They delivered the objective last year. They've no failed in delivering the objective this year. The objective this year was to win 56 and at least one cup, right? And right the wrongs for that first. The Champions League would have been an added bonus. I don't think it was an expectation that we would make it there. I think we were all aware of the task. I agree. From us saying that, too many fans thought we were going to not waltz at the Champions League. But when the who was the second? Who who did we get past Mamo? I remember seeing tweets of people, very high profile Twitter. People I should say as well, for lack of a better term, and that sounds a bit wanky. But they were saying <laughs> things like, not a discount Malmo. I think we can beat that mom, get to the get to the group stages. I'm like, Yeah, but we need to beat Malmo first. I was probably so, guilty of being something like that as well. It's, as all, it's all very well. Yeah. I'm not blaming the fans for being overconfident. It's not like the fans' overconfidence seeps through to the players and they went, Do you know what? Kicking Billy 69 on Twitter, thinks we're going to watch this game. <laughs> Goals, what did you think? I'll be fine. I'm not blaming that at all. But if the fans were writing off Malmo, it's not beyond the realms of possibility. Some of the players felt it as well. And I think that, going back to what I said earlier, it showed. Mm-hmm. Aye. Definitely something was off. Um, and then they get spooked when they had a, an uphill task. Mm-hmm. In both games, they get spooked. Um <laughs> Obviously, making the Europa League, hopefully, we do make it, but get into another group stage of that. Because let's face it, it's still a prestigious competition with the, with the teams that's in it. And that is probably where level at the moment. That's exactly right? what's mm-hmm. right. That's the level just now. I think the mm-hmm. Champions League, as we were saying, you're saying as well, Cam, we're punching. Give it a shot. Not a best shot by any means. Then it work out. We're not Champions League level yet. It's just really that simple. It's nice to think we're a Champions League club. We've got a lot of great history and stuff. It'd be great to get back there. But we're not ready for it yet, and it's just really that simple. But Europa League, I think we can make a decent dent in it. The difficult thing is, is because uh, right, clearly we're not ready for it because we we got beaten, we got beaten in quite a poor circumstances. But we we are so much better than what we've shown. So it's like you can say we're not ready for it, but if we play our best football, of course we are. Could we beat Malmo on? The day where we play our best football, certainly. Certainly. I've got no doubts about that. Um, but it's just like... Listen, Callum, see as you're saying there though, right? And Darren makes a good point here and it's kind of alluding to that. Transfer policy was supposed to be quality over quantity. Not convinced we've improved the first 11 and spent nothing in the process. And where he's absolutely bang on with that 
is the signings that Gerard, that, of Gerard Ross Wilson, whoever it is you want to say, has made. Never played. No. Kamara's out, you arguably are one of your best midfielders, if not your best midfielder, talking to some people. Lundstrom then, surely to God, should be his replacement for that then. Do you know what I mean? But Lundstrom doesn't even go in the park. It's, that's because, as he currently stands in his last couple of performances, he cannot be trusted. So yeah. so there's there's where, and I see a lot of people saying he's a waste of money, whatever this, that and the other, his wages and stuff. I'm not going to say that because it's early doors. It's early doors. It's really yes. early doors. He needs time to settle. He needs time to learn how we play um, the game as well because, listen, Scottish football is a lot faster. It's blood and thunder than what it is down south. You've got a lot more time in the ball. Where he might have looked a superstar at times, and obviously Sheffield United team that get relegated, remember, but where he might have looked like, oh, pick a pass, can do this, can do that. He gets a lot more time in the ball down there. At Rangers especially, you're not going to get any time in the ball because they want to beat you. They're in your face. They're, that's the minimum thing you expect going to, at any SPFL ground in the country is they're going to be in your face for 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter where you're three up, four up. Look at Livingston. They're going to be in your face for 90 minutes. You have to learn how to deal with that. Maybe he's taking a wee bit of time to learn how to deal with that. And if he takes time... It'll be to his detriment because he'll fall out the team. But ultimately, as long as he gets up to speed as quick as possible and helps the cause, we don't doubt his quality as a player. We've seen it in glimpses, even in pre-season. But again, pre-season, you'll probably get more time in the ball. You're playing Real Madrid. They're not going to be in your face like Dundee United does. Do you know what I mean? So The, the guy just a couple of years ago was a fantasy football gold. Aye. Let's be honest, that's, that's kind of my experience this film. And... You're right, we can't write him off too early because um, Barisic was written, off, was written off too early. Granted, he wasn't been great the last couple of games, <laughs> but who has? Barisic was written off too early last year. People were about to get to Tuzzi's face, on their own face. Uh, Ken, he was even written off. He's going to waste of money. Mm-hmm. Even points last year, people were like, right, we need a weapon boy. So had you become that weapon boy, mm-hmm. despite the stats arguing completely against it, we just love to have somebody to blame. Morelos was it as well for a wee while. He was he was he wasn't interested. He was overweight. Yeah. This, that, and I'm not um, going to blame. I'm not going to blame a player two games out of the season. No, no. And Jay's. I don't know if Jay's taking this the wrong way, but his lunch some puncture misses or something. You've you got a chance. That's what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, give the guy the chance. I um, think he was replying to someone further up in the comments. Who said, oh, was he replying yeah. to somebody else? Because <laughs> I, I totally, I, I'm all for giving him a chance. I think he's. I was raving about him pre-season. I think he's a. He's a decent player. He's just taking a wee bit of time maybe to settle to the competitive side. And that's fine. Listen, there's been many better players than John Lundstrom that have come here and no made it. Do you know what I mean? So you, you can't turn around and say, oh, you know what I mean? Big Shug's just at it tonight. He's on a wee wind-up mode. Um, the big man's just poking everybody. He says sign Ali McCann for St. Johnston, but Scott Wright isn't good enough to play for Rangers. No. I don't know what suggests Ali McCann's good enough. Um, I know he's won two trophies in Scotland, fair enough, and I'm not doubting the guy's a great player. He's a great prospect. Would I like to see him at Rangers? Aye. Does he fix the problems for the other night? Fucking no, no. chance. So Ali McCann get into the Rangers team on Tuesday night, I don't think we go through. So that's a pointless, you know what I mean? You take away fucking take away Scott Wright, fair enough, put in Haji. Maybe it would be different, I don't know. We'll never know that now. But it's easy to sit and snipe and comment at other people. Fact is, we've all got an opinion, and everybody's opinion's val- uh, valued and, and, and valid on Rangers because we all see it differently. So that's just the way it is. I'm not sure where this hate and Scott Wright's coming from, though. No, near they are. Near no. they are. Scott Wright's done well since he's came to Ibrox. Has he been? You've got to remember, he's doing well going into the team in the SPFL Premiership. He's going into the team the other night in the Champions League. All right, qualifiers, but still, a Malmo are fucking way ahead of anything. You know what I mean? Another team in Scotland. So. You can't really judge him on that performance either. Let's face it; he's 
He's <laughs> it's, it's almost like people keep forgetting they beat Livingston 3 0. Now, I'm not saying that makes up for getting put out of the Champions League and Dundee United beating us, but people keep forgetting that if you look, we've had two league games, we've <laughs> won one and lost one. <laughs> you think we've lost five of the games, the bounce here, and Scott Wright's been responsible for every single goal in John Lundstrom. I know, I know. Perspective is needed. We've had we were two league it. games, two league games. Perspective is needed. Criticism is warranted, yes, for the other night, and that's totally fine. Um, but I think we need to have an element of trust. You said the other night there that they've earned a wee bit of credit and money in the bank, if you like. But I that maybe evaporates slightly for, from Tuesday night. But I, th I think they deserve trust still to put this yeah. right. I think yeah. I think it evaporated a lot. Sorry, Cameron, evaporated a lot, and that, that's that's a general con feeling of consensus I've seen about from uh, on social media. The the credit is um, still there. But there's not a lot left in the bank. But yeah, this group of players, as you say, they don't become bad overnight. Um, they will have to. Uh, I'm sure that, that things will come right, and they, they can right the wrongs. I, well, I sincerely hope they can. Sorry, Carl. What does that mean? Now he's a wee ride. <laughs> he's a wee ride. Well, he's bulked up, and he's a he's a good looking wee dude. I think. And uh, Carl, uh, a lot of people as well, what they're forgetting to is Malmo were like 14, 15 games into the season, so. We're all talking about match practice and Morelos, maybe nobody near McGregor, maybe being in and out of the team. So it's my fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? We've only got fucking <laughs> we've only played what three competitive games before the other night there. So I think we need to we need we didn't need to calm down, yes. Give them the criticism, they fucking deserve it. They were shocking. But yeah. I think early early doors of the season you need to be obviously have perspective. You you should take um these games with a pinch of salt just as much as you take us beating Real Madrid with a pinch of salt. Do you know what I mean? Pre-season doesn't really mean that we are the champions of Europe because we beat Real Madrid. And it doesn't mean that we're we're terrible because we've lost a couple of games. We just need to sort of... Yeah, the, the players do have credit in the, in the bank and that doesn't mean we need to be... Uh, we need to completely forego any criticism but it just means we we deserve to or they deserve a bit of time do you know what i mean um so i just i do hope that there is more activity i do hope there is more transfer activity because of of this idea that is because it was steven gerrard that said before that he um he wanted to improve the starting 11 rather than adding players but then if that was the case then lundstrom would be starting over one of the three midfielders because if he's an improvement over the starting eleven, it's the same with the rest of the signings. Do you know? I I hope that that comes, but that maybe is heavily dependent on what happened against Malmo. Moe stole my thunder a wee bit here by saying, albeit we're not at the shark throne stage quite yet, and that's exactly what I was getting to. There mm. was we're a far cry away if he gathering at the fucking Harris fence and throwing sharks about and putting banners with stained bed sheets, push stained bed bed sheets at that saying shoot the board, you know, and then you get Thomas Sheridan in a video saying, we are known for supporting our club more than they are. Sorry? You had a fucking protest a game into the season just last week. I mean, don't talk a lot of shit, son. Do you know what I mean? Fucking, oh man. This mob, see when they come to Ibrooks? <laughs> it's fucking, that's it, lads. That's where you earn the credit back. There is no more fucking about this season. Get them pumped on the Ibrooks tough. Get them leaving again, knowing their place in Scottish football, which is fucking below us. And then we'll talk. 
And I've not even spoke about the ticket fiasco. I've not even spoke about talk sport the other night. I don't know if we'll get enough time. <laughs> talk sport, oh God. Why you, you had, do that? You ought, Why you, ought to, you ought to have heard the, the voicemail I got from. Driving home, honestly, like, oh, the fucking dick, the fucking dick, the fuck, fuck, fuck. And I, was, I was in my kitchen, feeling shy as it was. And my, my wife's next door, and she's going, you turn that down. <laughs> <laughs> it's why the live reaction pods can't happen just no. yet <laughs> because I'll be arrested <laughs> um, no no I was listening to TalkSport on the way home and the reason why I listen to TalkSport on the way home because usually it's talking about English football mm. and it gets my mind away from the horror <laughs> I've just watched but no they had to Jamie O'Hara and Jason Cundy had to speak about Rangers and they had to pick three callers to come on to speak about Rangers who couldn't know any less about the club? They didn't even know <laughs> the names of the fucking players who started. That. The, 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 who was that guy? The, the, the defender? What was his name? The guy that got turned. Balagan. 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 Actually, he said, oh, yeah, Balagan. Balagan. I was like, for fuck's sake. And then, and then Paul came on. Oh, oh no. Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Sack Gerard. What's he ended with? No, again? no, his best line was. And now they've got big hands now. Oh no, I'm away, I'm fear, I'm away. I'm and fear. I'm screaming at the radio, that's clearly a fucking Selic fan. <laughs> you've let him on, you've been duped, man. And they're going, oh, is he gone? Oh, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. We need to check his mental health. We'll, we'll call him back, we'll call him back, <laughs> listeners. We're, we're, we're concerned for his mental health. And I'm thinking to myself, no, he's just fucking sitting in his fucking couch, pissing himself, laughing, because you've been taking in your pair of numpties. That's it, Phil Hartcall, I totally was. It was just... It just winds me up because they must know they can't, and they're they're thinking that that's sort of good content, and it's just like oh, it's pash. It's, it's talk sport and English football. They probably think Rangers and Celtic are the same team. <laughs> True. <laughs> no, no. Then they, they moved the, the old firm. That team, the old firm up in Glasgow, are really good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then they moved on to. Do Rangers fans actually want Gerard sacked? No. Then they moved on to. Would they be relegated for the Premier League? Why are we having this? We've just been put out the Champions League. Premier League has no relevance in this conversation. You are the richest league in the world. You're not the best league in the world. So it doesn't matter whether Rangers will be relegated or no, or Celtic. Well, they did say Celtic would be gone. Rangers might have stood a chance. But no, I don't think Rangers would stand a chance. And I'm saying, on what? On two games against Malmo? Rangers, Rangers wouldn't be relegated from the Premier League. So no fucking in the Premier League. And, and so what's the point? <laughs> See, everybody that has this argument about Rangers or Celtic, for that matter, in the in the Premier League, they always take one thing not into consideration. We would have Premier League money, correct? <laughs> we wouldn't be playing with Lee Balogun in defence. <laughs> no, it's not to pick him, not to pick him, but we wouldn't be playing with Lee Balogun in defence. We wouldn't even be playing with Kepa or Stephen Davis in midfield. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have Sakala up front. Totally. We'd have like 20 odd million for nothing <laughs> just to piss against the wall. <laughs> We'd have Premier League money, we'd have Premier League players. <laughs> and with the stature of your club, you would probably get some big billionaire wanting to come and buy it anyway because Rangers winning the Champions League through that money would be huge news in, in world football. And that's I'm saying, it's a non-argument. Again, they brought it back to the Premier League and that annoyed me. And then I got home and I seen the ticketing fiasco, which I didn't know was taking place oh, while I was at Ibrox, right? I genuinely didn't know, right? Um... 
By the way, we are supposed to give away a pair of tickets tonight as well, and I've just noticed we're in already. <laughs> I just started to think you were a prize or kind of like uh, <laughs> <Consolation>. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the tickets we've got to give away, um, the, the season ticket hasn't actually been activated yet. You have to stand in the queue, you start the subway, and by the 73rd minute, you should get in the ground. It's kind of like Crystal Maze, basically. Yeah. <laughs> if you answer the questions right, you get to move up a place in the queue. Yeah. Um, and the way we've been playing recently, it's the fucking it's whoever loses the competition that gets the season ticket. Maybe it's tears of entry. Well, that's what that's what we thought that we would do tonight is give away a pair of tickets for tomorrow night, which we will do right next to each other. So ideal if you want to take a child away or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Um, father, son, mother, son, mother, daughter, father, daughter, whatever you want to do. Um, but I, I, I was the ticket and fiasco. <laughs> really really got to me because I then seen people outside and missed the only bit that was worth fucking watching it was the last bit of the first half an hour of the game and then these people are told their season tickets have been activated and they're not activated and then you get the club's email today when all we want and I'm going to start rotting back forth <laughs> but all we want is somebody in the club to come out and say guys hands up we made an arse on, on and off the park on Tuesday night we apologise for that. What we would like today is probably refund every season ticket holder who turned around last year and bought season tickets when we needed them most, despite the fact that they knew they probably wouldn't be on the ground. And we want to apologise to our fans who get locked out on Tuesday night. We're going to give you a League Cup game against Dunfermline, remember? Right? Which is only at 30-odd thousand probably that's mm-hmm. sold now. Against Dunfermline. We want to give you that. And I know it's a business... And I know people shout me, the club's got to make money, blah, 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 yada, yada. Of course they have. Understand that. One game against the Fenland won't fucking kill them. But to come out and basically say that some fans trying to get in without a valid ticket, if that's true and you were doing that, why? You fucking idiot. And I don't buy it because there was too many standing outside to, for that to be the sole reason. Maybe one or two did, fair enough. But that, there's too many outside for that to be the sole reason of that queue in Tuesday night. Yeah. Oh not, you made an asset, both on and off the park, and let's all move on. Don't try and blame us. Don't try and pull the wool over our eyes. Just fucking own up to it. We made we're an asset. Do you know what I mean? We, yeah. we would fucking forgive them if they just said, like, sorry. Yeah, all you want, all you want, all you want is an apology and an admission that they, there was there was a cock up and just explain the cock up. We're investigating it. It will not happen. We, we assure you, it will not happen again. We will do our, the best of our efforts. It will not happen again. But to turn around and try and blame others for it. Look at Alan there. There was uh, three people with tickets from my brother's seat. Total cost of fuck. Oh, that's that's not the supporters. No, fault. of course no. it's not. And it's not. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. That the, the, the club to turn around and say, "Oh yeah," but people tried to get in without valid tickets. Oh yeah, and then let's not forget the COVID restrictions that put in place because people should. We had to move it. It's, no, that's that's not Bullshit. acceptable. Absolute bollocks. It's your, it's your fuck up. Own it. Yeah, and the fact that there's people that um, didn't get into the, into the game to about the 75th minute. They were told the season ticket was activated. Tried to get in, couldn't. Had to pay 30 quid to get in to watch the last 15 minutes yep. of the game. And you've got people on Twitter saying the guy saying, well, did you not check your bank account? And so stop blaming the fans here. The guy had an email saying your season ticket's activated. activated. Why is he then going to go and check his bank account? I didn't check my I didn't check mine. I I did to be honest, and, and money was the money really tight. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> no, because well, because um, well, here's the thing. I'll just I'll, I'll get back to that in a second. Have you been counting on also? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the fucking <laughs> the abacus slide rule and all sorts. I um, no. The, the thing is, you see, 
we as supporters and the season ticket holders, we pay our money in good faith. You're told the money's been taken. You get an email to say the money's been taken from your account. I went in and I checked it on the Monday. It was still saying pending. So I thought, oh, I'll double check this on the Tuesday morning. I checked the Tuesday morning and it had been taken. That's fine. No, I saw on Twitter people saying, I'd done that as well. The money had been taken. I checked my bank account, the money had been taken, and my card still wasn't active. Now, I don't know about you guys, but whenever the first match of every season, and I've done it for the last four or five seasons, I've walked up there because it's been a fucking clusterfuck. I've walked up there the first match and I've got there really early just in case mm -hmm. because I have absolute no confidence no confidence at all that that season ticket is going to be activated. Thankfully, it has been, but because of the state and the, the stories and the horror stories and all that goes on, you just have no confidence in it. And as a season ticket holder who's paying hundreds and hundreds of pounds a year to get into these matches, and then you're paying extra on top for European matches, to eventually to turn up and your thing, find your thing isn't activated is simply not on. They have to get this right. They're talking about, oh, they're trying to improve the fan experience. Ibox is looking good now. Fancy new LED screens, bar 72 all done out, new like a paint, concourse is being made look better. That's fantastic. That's generally a better fan experience. But the better fan experience starts by getting people into the ground. And if they cannot do that after they've paid the hard-end money and it's been taken from the bank account, I'm sorry, that does not lie with the fans. That lies with the club. And the director of communications, until we start email at 8 o'clock this evening, just as we came on air, was silent for two days. As is, as, as is the slow. Now, I know, Greg, and I'm not going to try and criticise you too much publicly, but it's, to be radio silent is not acceptable. It really isn't. There has to be better communications. Head of communications to the club has to engage with the fans. Don't sit in the dark. Don't sit quietly. Engage, and you find the anger subsides. If you come out and say, we made a mistake very, very early, people will understand. But to be quiet for so long generates anger and mistrust. Cannot be, it cannot be allowed to happen again. It cannot continue like that. Yeah, That's the thing. It, 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 it takes them two days to release a statement yeah. to address the ticket fiasco. And the best they can come up with is, that was your fault. Hi. Yeah, and it annoys me because we cool. were pretty good in almost every other department, even communications with uh, with regards to our, our uh, partnerships and our brand, and we're doing really well. And then all of a sudden, in this one occurrence, you know, we're talking like we're a Sunday league team. Like, we're the biggest club in Scotland. It's not a case of, you know, oh, it was your fucking fault. It's just ridiculous. It's poor. It's about cheeky, Craig. That's what I thought, well. <laughs> but you, you, you're hitting the only head as well there, Paul. And you were saying, like, um, you turned up early. You told me you turned up early as well, just in case there was an issue with the smart cars. Now, I got no problem with my QR code, and it was absolutely fine. But we shouldn't they have to anticipate... <laughs> It to not work. The ticket office, I had a rant two or three weeks ago on here about the ticket office. I was trying to buy a ticket for my four-year-old to take him to his first game and they make it so hard for me, right? So hard. My mate, Fridge, who, who you know, he's part of the podcast, as I say, behind the scenes, and he was actually taking his youngest to his first game. Um, his wife was away with him. He was there, obviously, in the two wains, right? It was one of the wains' birthday today. Happy birthday, Aaron. Um, it was his birthday today, and they were taking him to the game for his birthday, and they were taking the wee man for his first game as well. And when Fridge logged on to buy his tickets, he could only buy four juvenile tickets together. Now, what juveniles are going to the fucking game themselves? Right? <laughs> and why can we not buy? Why can we not buy three adult tickets and a juvenile, or two juveniles, two adults, or three juvenile and one adult? What? 
was there no somebody else in the ballot that uh, him and his son were very successful in the ballot, but seated like, in different stands? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I, I says to him, you sure that's right, mate, Ford Juvenile? He's like, aye, mate. He says, I can only get Ford Juvenile. He says, what's the odds in name? He says, I'm not wanting to pay for me to be a juvenile. He says, I'm not ripping my club off. He says, I want to pay my club an adult ticket because that's the right thing to do. And I said, of course, mate, you know, it's not like a ticket. It's a fucking ticket master. You've got to see somebody else and you're hanging off getting my freebie here. Mm. It's your club. You don't want to rip off your club. So he was, he, he sent two emails to the ticket office to say, listen, I've bought for Juvenile. I want to upgrade two of my tickets to an adult. They replied to him the day. Right? <laughs> it's fucking done. Right? So he's logged on. <laughs> this is the best, but he's logged on to buy four tickets for tomorrow. Guess we can buy four adults. <laughs> this is, they've definitely got you back, mate. They went, ah, oh, you fucker, you'll pay this time. Oh, honestly, and I said, I said, I had this rant on the podcast, the ticket office has a fucking shambles and it needs overhauled. Say, how long have we been saying that for? <laughs> it's not. It's way before Charles Green. Not uh, it's, not, it's not the staff. We were very, very clear. Yeah, it's, 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 the staff. It's, 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 it's a system. It's a system that's in place. It's simply not up to, it's, it's simply not good enough. Oh, a good friend of mine used to work in the ticket office years ago and she tried to implement so many systems to try and improve it and so many different kind of processes and she was shot down at each and every turn. Not again by the ticket office staff as such, mm -hmm. but the people that were in charge. Oh, we've always done it this way. Aye. Why change? <laughs> it's really annoying if we didn't spend so much money anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like anything the club produces, we buy. So you could have Alan McGregor farting in a bottle and Snugsy would be buying it. The Castor stand, like, locked out queuing range. Well, we, just, we discussed this before the podcast as well. Back in the day, uh, to support Rangers financially, you'd buy your season ticket, you'd buy a strip or two, and that was you. No, you're buying your season ticket, my jail's membership, your daily Castor uh, strip. <laughs> um, the Wednesday edition. Rangers Lotto, the new Rangers Lotto they brought out. Uh, shells. Space yeah. in this Edmondson housing as well. I mean, like, you're like, that's right, kill Felders, uh, and, and tickets to have a photo with the trophy. It's not very well to turn around and say, yeah, the club needs money, blah, blah, but well, no, bag machines. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not very well saying, he's don't need to buy it, but they know people will buy it, and that's the abuse of trust they have. Yeah. I, really, I really hope there's somebody watching whose initials are ATM. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know, though, it's the whole... European travel range, yeah. leisure wear, <laughs> domestic <laughs> match day travel range. <laughs> you like, what the fuck's going on here? Match day pants. <laughs> and listen, I know we don't need to buy it, right? But there is families I, out there. So, some of us do. <laughs> some of us do. But I know there is. Uh, no, listen, I bought tons last year and I made a promise to myself and also because I want to stay in my relationship. <laughs> I said, I am not buying the same amount this year. I've bought the home shirt. I bought my wee boy the home shirt and I've bought a training shirt that you got me um, with your fancy discount thing. He's not got it anymore, so I to message him about that. Um, <laughs> they took that off me, my old job. Bastards. Um, so, so that's, you know, I was thinking to myself, no, and then Baz is limited to sell to four or five shirts a year. <laughs> a week. A week. <laughs> <laughs> Snagsy, I don't know what number Snagsy's on at the minute. <laughs> I would like to know. Um, he's a first name terms with the fucking custodian delivery agent. Snagsy's probably bought the new custodian store, so he's even printed that. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's actually buying the concept design. Yeah, he's like, that's a concept strip. I'll buy that one. He's buying the PA. He's buying the PA. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh dear. I remember going into the shop last year when it first opened and I seen the cast or bag and I thought, well, they move my work and that put pieces in subtle Rangers fucking jibe at people. Do you know what I mean? Cast or maybe they'll have that by a Rangers supporter. Well, I could see myself wanting about work. Picked it up, 120 quid, put it back in the shelf. <laughs> Here's the thing that really annoys me. People turn around and say, oh, no, 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 but all the big clubs bring out like uh, 17 tops in a Monday type idea. That's fine. But we bring out literally 17 tops. <laughs> <laughs> and then name our reprints. Like every top store release seems to be limited edition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant, man. Brilliant. By the way, we've not even got to Dunfermline. We're now in 15 minutes in. So, I'm still not giving those tickets away yet. I know. Well, listen, I wanted to talk to you about these tickets because you know, I'm a dad, right? And Moses McNeil really is trying to tug at my heartstrings here. Is he? Right, because he sent me a message and said, this is my daughter's prep for Tuesday's game, helping her old man get in the mood for the game. Can you please give me the tickets for tomorrow so I can take her to her first ever game, please? I'm not pulling on your heartstrings at all. I promise. Oh, I will say but you sent a video of her. Yeah, I sent a video and it's the whole room, the way she's done it with the scarf. And she wasn't going to the game. She's done that to get her dadgied up for the game. There's something about that that's really, really sweet. Look, I've, I don't have children, but that is actually really cute. Look... Look, look, look. No, you can't do that. You can't. Oh, it's too much, isn't it? You've got it. Now, um, listen, I'll take the heat. I'll take the heat, right? If MD disagrees with me here, if MD turns around and says to me, you shouldn't have done that, you should have a competition and you should have given them away that way. Okay, it's on me, blame me. I'm giving them a Moses because this is the next generation, guys. This is the one that's going to be taking the club on when we're not here. So um, I'm going to give them to him. What a genius. Yeah. He doesn't even have a daughter. That's, That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm going to go up to that seat tomorrow and see if I see two guys sitting in their seats. <laughs> I, I'm a dad. That just that tugs at my heartstrings. I'm sorry. I took my wee guy his first game against the, in the, the Brighton game and he was asking, Dad, why are you cheering the Brighton player? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's only one Shane Duffy, son. Get, <laughs> get with the script. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm going to give him a Moses and... Uh, I hope he, I hope he enjoys it. I hope she's a good luck charm, and um, because I want to. I see, see if we get beat by the way, way, Moses. Yeah, <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> um, uh, I and hopefully, as Neil says, hopefully, Rangers haven't resold. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Neil. <laughs> oh, Moses setting a precedent if there's ever a loud drop price. <laughs> Good, uh, nice fan. Nice Hi, fan. Brian. Nice to you come in this evening. Yeah. <laughs> Legend. What's that? No, no, no. I don't. I don't want a wine top up. No, I'm fine. No, I'll, have the, I'll have the gin. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes, yeah, so Dunfermline, Callum, what are we expecting tomorrow? Do we expect a huge reaction and a, and a an absolute pummeling of Dunfermline? I have to remember, it's Peter Grant in charge of Dunfermline. That should be motivation enough for anybody to want to go out and pump his team rotten. Just fucking win. <laughs> Bit of ball in the back of the net. And, maybe a and keep it out the other fucking end. <laughs> then I put it in the other end until it's time to do that. Right. Well... Yes, I'm hoping for a reaction. I'm expecting a reaction. Um, but who fucking knows? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> who knows? We beat Real Madrid and we got beat by Malmo and Dundee United, so who knows? 
full write off for the new list. Hello, I'm the hero. <laughs> We can't be back to that stage, surely God. Surely God. <laughs> oh God. If we beat up and fell in more, they might see me throwing some shots about uh, you know, I'm a Joyce fan, you know that. What <laughs> I, what I would say is it's just as well our Patreon site is going to such a good cause because we started it and we've played three games with three defeats. And I'm the kind of person that will have pulled the plug on that by now, but it's gone to a decent charity and I've not got that in me to do that. So we'll just need to work our way through it. However, if tomorrow doesn't go <laughs> forget the League Cup, well, I'm sorry. I'll make the donation myself. pulled. <laughs> no, but it will. We'll, we'll definitely bounce back. It's one of those things that um, I think we'll take it personally that morale will be a little bit low um, we'll go out and and try and prove to well the players will try to prove themselves that they can they can play well again play play with a good team spirit and it's going to be I think it's going to be a riding. That's what I think. I don't want to have any disrespect towards the family at all. I really I do. don't want Fuck. to use it. I don't want to use the term bounce back against them Femlin. That's early on in the League <laughs> Cup after getting put out of the Champions League. Yeah, because we get bounced just, back a bit. This, this isn't bouncing back, in my opinion. This is damn it needs to be done. <laughs> it was no fucking expected. Uh, <laughs> well, Jay's gone for a 5 0. Moses is either watching his own catch up or he's just coughed. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. he's loving the fact that if, he's, he's, if he's watching on catch up, I think you should cancel the tickets. That's no, that's, that's no end indication. I wait till you I don't this. pod single for a piss mate and come back. That's not how it works. <laughs> or leave the pod midway through. Yeah, I done that. I done that last week. <laughs> she did that herself. Listen, it's sensational, man. You see the fact that you know that Wayne would do that for their dad before they go to the game. Mm. Oh, the fuck, she waited up for you coming home so she could have cheered up. Me. <laughs> <laughs> no, they go in and just like tear that back. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh, I tell you, it's been good fun. though. it's been therapy tonight. It has been actually. Been yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very surprised that we've all managed to maintain level heads, especially you. Well, you well, no, hang on, you've maintained it <laughs> to, to a certain point, and then you point. then you kind of lost it a wee bit. But I think you regained your composure, and nobody noticed. Put it this way: see if I was here on Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> just to be me running into the mic. This is a massive tempered glass table, what, half an inch thick glass? <laughs> I, 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 I could suddenly body slam through it. If, if it was the CM Punk pipe bomb promo, <laughs> just you're sitting in the corner yourself, cross leg talking. <laughs> good players, good players, really good players. <laughs> Winston is the game. Waving really at the cameras. <laughs> oh dear the canny that's it lads that's what quota of defeats done for the season okay certainly domestically I want to see the league title wrapped up in the same manner as it was last year I want to see um, a cup added if not two um, into the trophy room this year because it's no with the realms of possibility and let's not forget here that because We've had a wee slump, and that's all it is, right? Because as we said in the preview pod on Patreon, we've no, um, we've been in a crisis in the last ten years. Mm -hmm. This is far from a crisis. This is a slump in, in performance. It's a slump in results. It's a slump in luck. It's a, you know, it's just the, every team goes through it. 
we're going through it at the new. We're probably going through it at the better start. It's better than at the start of the season than at the end or the middle, where it might mean a wee bit more. Um, and sadly, for some people, there's a self entitlement now took over. Right now, if you need to see what a sell a sense of self entitlement does to a fan base, look across the city because they were self entitled. They were winning ten. Right, there was no question of it. Right, we haven't won fifty six. We want to win 56. We hope we win 56. But it's all down to our players to go out and actually win 56. Um, and us backing them all the way until they do. So we can't turn around and say, that's us, Gub. The season's finished. As I've seen a few people say, and a few people have messaged the pod, the season's finished. The season's far from finished. We've got 56 to go for, but it gets you into the promised land of the Champions League next year automatically. We've got two cups to play for. And hopefully we have a Europa League group stage um, to go in and, and do better than what we did last year in terms of advancing further in the competition. So I'm kinda know I kinda know um I can't have this whole this is a disaster and yeah to use words catastrophe and all that. It's far from that. The doomsday uh atmosphere is not reflective on how poor the season's been so far. It's how good the season was before because our, we've set our standards so high last season by not even losing a league game that one loss, one league loss, and people are saying, oh, the season's over. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's, we need to perspective mm-hmm. here. It is ridiculous, but it's... Ridiculous. It's, Which it's is just... Because, uh, goes, Sorry, Callum. I was going to say, it's, it's, it's crazy because you're right. People, people uh, after Saturday were saying, that's the league finished. The same people were saying the league was finished last weekend, <laughs> but for different reasons. <laughs> it's August. And mate, let's not forget, right? We're there, Right. And see, just because we have a slump, it doesn't make our opposition any better. Right? If we continue to maintain the standards that we set ourselves, which are very, very high standards, and it'll be hard to, to match them. But if we can certainly reach them more often than not, we'll win more games than we lose, or we don't win draw, however you want to say it. Um, we just need to be realistic, and we just need to show that... I we're, we're going through a wee mini slump now, but do you know what? Bigger Rangers, better Rangers teams in the past have went out of Europe to nobody's like Kaunas, Walter mm-hmm. Smith's team, they went only win the league. Um, Alex McLeish's team, Victoria Shishkov, we went out of the UEFA Cup and we went only win a treble. Do you know what I mean? This isn't the be all and end all. It's a disappointment. We're struggling to get over it. I've been ranting about it. We've all been ranting about it. We're all disappointed. But ultimately, come half seven tomorrow night, which the kickoff is, everybody remember. But half seven tomorrow night, get there early in case there's any fucking problem. Um, Head in the noo. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hurting, mate. <laughs> Maybe get in for half time, mate. Join the queue. Um, AAP Athens dancing there. Perfect. Oh, exactly. A great, great. Um, I'm going to say memory. It's not a great memory. It's a shite memory, but, but it certainly is a memory. Um, so, to- this is just come half seven tomorrow, get behind the team. We're going into our competition, which we're expected to win this time. Were we expected to win the Champions League? No, but we're going to go to it at some point, right? Aye, earlier than what we wanted, but still we went out anyway. League Cup, right the wrong from last season. Right the wrong. Then going into um, the league game against Ross County next weekend. Massive, absolutely massive. Um, three points is all that matters. And then obviously I know we've got Europe in there, but attention must turn to Celtic. We can't allow them to have any breathing space. That's it. Now, like the night that wee fly's been floating about, Aye. right? That's what this is like, right? 
And what you need to do is squash that fucking fly as quick as possible. And if you if they come up to Ibrox and we rock up there and play to your potential and absolutely pump them, you'll see that start to happen again. You'll see the rocks start to be lifted and they go back under them. And you'll see the tin hats come on for their board and for all the players again. Suddenly, everybody's a superstar again. Suddenly, when they played two promoted teams and only won one, right? So let's just worry about us, yes, and let's go and win the title. That's what I can understand. Right. Look, both, both teams, I mean, put the Champions League, both teams have the same record in the league, <laughs> but yet, bizarrely, one team's going to absolutely romp it, and uh, we as well just shutting the doors. <laughs> I bet if we're, we're not talking about logic, are we? They're saying that we won the COVID Cup last year. That's true. That's true. Well, they won it the year before. <laughs> well, they, well, they never. They fucking. They were. No, they were awarded it. Given it. That's if my favourite. Won cup. the COVID cup, by you fucking. That's your favourite cup. I love COVID cup. <laughs> the Coca Cola cup. It's similar. <laughs> I like the Coca Cola cup. And the Sky and the Skull cup. <laughs> I like the Coca Cola cup. The driver cup as well. <laughs> so yes, Rangers. Time to squish the fly. Time to get back to doing what we do best: winning football matches. Day that you look at the support on Tuesday night. Somebody mentioned it in the comment. Are we are we uh, mentioned for the support on Tuesday night? You said it before the pod. Absolutely terrific to a man, woman, and child in that stadium on Tuesday night. We rocked that place. We showed up. We answered the call for the manager. It wasn't on us. Um, sadly, we didn't get the we didn't get the reciprocity in the end. Yeah. But I think we should we should do an interview just like Stephen Gerrard did. So I'm going to look at the camera and say. Um, I've never done it before, but I'm calling on the players to, you know, fucking Monty TV. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because we've started to have people of the opposition on the podcast. Could be. Arthurly 3, Irvin Vicks 1. 7th of October. 7th of, <laughs> of August. 2021. What the fuck was that there? What, what, are you, is this, what? Are you, do you follow junior I'm, football? I'm going back to junior football, obviously. Huh? Starting a new podcast, Arthurly. <laughs> <laughs> the Bamboo game is the last straw, so that's done. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm after watch the juniors. <laughs> um, so, aye, I'm, I'm buzzing. And as Callum says, yes, we call on the players now. Get us out of our seats, get us excited, get us believing. Um, well, get us in our seats first. Fucking hell. Hold on. That was worth an applause, mate. What's it like this one? That's the one, yes. Get us in our seat. Get us in our seat. And then we can, and then we can, we, we can hopefully go and win the league again. Aye. And we'll look back at this and go, Remember that time with that counselling session with Simi on the podcast <laughs> after we get fucked out of the Champions League? Do you remember that? Tell me about the rabbits. Tell me about the rabbits. <laughs> Tell me it's going to be okay. Hopefully we'll look back at this and laugh. You know, it's like much... As we mentioned, Della Romy for some really bad starts to the season, especially in Europe, when only one trebles and all sorts. Team at outside this city, I meet at Bratislava. Exactly. We all laughed and laughed and laughed and went like that year. <laughs> so... Anybody panicking in August really needs to just take a chill pill and check themselves. Bit of perspective, calm down. After tomorrow, mind you, nobody's trying to panic. <laughs> Hi, let's, let's revisit that conversation. Let's revisit that conversation. This time no panic in August. <laughs> but I'm not going to panic two league games into the season. No. I'm refusing to hit the panic button. That's I'm refusing thing. to hit it. Which well, one's that panic button? Do we keep forgetting we won that first game? We've got three points. Exactly, <laughs> aye. 
dear. Um, it's, has, not, it's not like we're going to get to the end of the season, right? You just say we're on the same points as Celtic and turn around and say, we've been done a poll and a lot of fans didn't think he's played that well in the first <laughs> the game against Livingston, so we're going to just uh, deduct two uh, points for you. I genuinely think we're going to say, see if we get to the end of the season we're still on the same amount of points, three, then we can start to panic. That would be <laughs> <laughs> Uh, chances are, hello, darkness, my old friend will be playing then. <laughs> um, no, thanks. I, I would say it's been a pleasure. It's not been a pleasure. It's been nice to laugh and get over shite that happened on Tuesday Aye. and Sunday. Um, let's hope that's the line drawn. See it? I've drawn it. Stephen, you see it? That's it. Line is drawn. Smearing that bloody table. <laughs> Honestly. I've tried to smash it as well. I we did notice that. Thank fuck it's tempered glass. Um so so um Blaney says live reaction pod tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um so I thanks very much to Callum for joining us all the way in London. That that London. That there, London. Yeah, that London. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed it. I might come back when we've won fifty-six. <laughs> We're not announcing it though, because ever since we announced you were coming home, we've not won a fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> it's his fault, people. <laughs> we're trying to keep a lid on it <laughs> on the mm-hmm. pod this evening. It's been tough, but I think we've just a bit got there. Policies, thanks very much, mate. No, thanks for having him again. I, uh, it's always a pleasure and never a chore. Yes, well, kind of. Traffic. And Sammy, we'll not leave it as long next time, mate. It's been wonderful to have you back on the podcast. Agreed. Um, how was it for you first time back? Great, first time right. in the studio? It was. Oh, it was brilliant to be in here. It's absolutely minted, mate. And uh, obviously, expecting it to come into a total different results than we'd have liked. But, you know, as you said, it was a good laugh regardless. We managed to kind of laugh away through it because what's the point of coming on and greeting them on and shouting and bawling and being angry and just getting ourselves all worked up and being annoyed? Because it's early in the season, there's a long way to go. And the fact we can have a laugh about it says wonders in my opinion. Hashtag we're not just us bears. Can we just at least end with the um can we just at least end with score predictions because I'm sick of fucking people saying hopefully we can get a result. Okay calm go for it. Go for it. Six nil <laughs> you can see the, t- you the, see the expectations being tempered a lot. <laughs> uh, so six six nil first half and then sorry I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go three now. I don't think it's good. I think it's gonna be a bit nervy to start with. I think we're gonna win quite comfortably. I don't think it's gonna be a total riot of a performance. I think it's gonna be like uh, a wee bit late to score the first goal and then two late. Quite similar to the Livingston game, actually. I think it's gonna be quite similar to the Livingston game. We're gonna score a wee bit later on and then two late goals at the end to kill it off. Can I Brooks cope with two late goals? <laughs> <laughs> gonna to have to. Policies. I'm gonna agree with Simi. I'm gonna go three nil. I'm going four. Don't know why. Just please, just win. <laughs> What's that old? Uh, it's the last for the Las Vegas Raiders now. They're all saying just win, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we're wanting. Just please fucking win, Raiders. We don't like doing podcasts like that. I much preferred the Hoobies last year where we could come on and slag everybody but us. <laughs> so I mean, much preferred podcasting like that. This hasn't been fun. I also like, think I was kind of brought in some kind of consulting because I'm used to doing like podcasts for the banter years, but it was like <laughs> to just try and get a smile through nonsense. Somebody help us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's how Baz fucking ducked with it. Aye. <laughs> He's laughing enough of this. I don't do the feats. He's getting post traumatic stress flashbacks. Feel like John Daly at Rangers. <laughs> um, 
By the way, see before everybody goes, if you're coming to a live show, first guest that's been announced, Gordon Smith. He was a player, mm. a great player. Um, I don't know, I've never seen him, Paul will tell you. Um, but he was. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely <laughs> saw him play. He was a good player. Um, so he, he'll be there along with Mike McCurry because Mike McCurry's got to come back after the impression he left the last time. Oh, you're, you're <laughs> fucking hilarious. Um, so, Gordon Smith. Tickets are available. Universe.com forward slash Battlefever Ibrooks. The link's on Twitter. It's on Facebook. I think it's on Instagram, even though you need to copy and paste it because they don't allow you to click links for some weird you fucking You do have so many followers today. That's annoying. Oh, do you? Aye. Well, share us with your pals then and then you can click the fucking link. Um, <laughs> it's, also, it's also on our Patreon page. Um, the biggest thanks of the night has to go to you guys watching because it's all right for us sitting here talking about it. It must be hard for them sitting there to be living again. Do you know what I mean? So it's, we're all in it together. I've seen a few people say there's Mark's and needed this podcast tonight. That's us served our purpose. So thanks very much for that. And we will see you next week for the Bears Corner. Um, have a good weekend. Morning, Rangers. Let's do it. Hashtag keep the battle fever on. When I was a young boy, my father said to me, Put this scarf around your neck and sing the blues with me. And now I am much older. There's a place I want to be. It's red faucet, it's beautiful, it's deeped in history. And I know what I'll find when the place comes alive. I got that battle. Coming over me And I got butterflies and hurricanes Shaking my body Battle fever coming over me And I'll follow on and sing the song How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.